Welcome, everybody, to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics each over the course of one beer. I'm your host, Nick Wigello, and I'm joined today, yet again, by Brian Nyson, all the way from Travis City. How are you doing, <laughs> Mr. Nyson? Travis City. You know. I'm doing all right. <laughs> just hanging out. <laughs> I just woke doing up from a nap. <laughs> Hell Traverse yeah. City, my apologies to all the, uh, what do you guys call the people that are natives there? Tra- traver- Traversians? Um, Traversalites? I don't know. Ch- cherries? Cherries? <laughs> my little cherries? <laughs> my little cherries. How has the cherry festival been? I haven't been uh, um, in uh, ever. You don't want to come. It's terrible. I would recommend coming to the film fest, which is like two, three weeks afterwards. That's more fun. Okay. What's wrong with the cherry festival? Oh, uh, just the people are wild and weird, and I don't know. It's like going to the Livonia Spree. All them, only. all them cherries can't handle all them. Uh, uh, <laughs> the fud, the fudgies is what they call the tourists. The fudgies and the cherries. <laughs> <laughs> this is I don't know. It's not good lingo. It's just you know a lot of white people. So yeah, take it with. What them. even is the cherry yeah. festival? Is it just like people throwing cherries at each other like it's a game? Oh no, there's actually gonna be some some groups up here. Uh, Boys to Men is headlining the concert. Nice. Is Das Body going to be there? Jim... <laughs> I don't think so, but Jim Gaffigan will be. Mm. <laughs> Boys to Men and a bunch of white people. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whitest of them all, Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> yeah, he's like translucent. Well, other than uh, the Cherry Festival, which you got coming up uh, eventually at some point this year, um, how's your life? <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm, do, I'm doing well man just hanging out you know <laughs> same shit different day really no that's uh sounds yeah. riveting <laughs> yeah man i'm just you know working at a new uh at a brewery downtown so i just walk to work every day now oh you're working at a, just, at a yeah. brewery now yeah i don't know if we've actually if i've taken you there but it's a pretty what's fun what's it called if you don't if you don't mind shouting Where? them out Rare bird. Rare bird. Good. I don't think we've done a yeah. rare bird on this podcast before. No, uh, you can only get their beers uh, in Crowlers, so uh, next time you're up here, we'll have to get some. Um, and who knows, maybe one day when I get in cool with them, we'll do a podcast there. They do a lot of events and stuff, like trivia, and uh, they just did a nice kind of Ukrainian fundraiser. Well, see what see if, see what their availability is in three weekends when we do the two hundred episode. We can just do that there. <laughs> That'd be sick. <laughs> That'd be so cool. I could bring like I have like nothing going on that weekend, so um, we could legitimately do this if you want to. We can get a special guest. You know, you got any comedian friends up there? Um, no. Why do they have to be comedians? I, we need someone to <laughs> we need somebody to make us a little bit more funny if we're off our game. <laughs> okay, actually, yeah, I do have a, a buddy who's in an improv group. There we go. We got it all planned so, out. Meet us in Traverse yeah. City at Rare Bird in three weekends. <laughs> By the way, what are we drinking tonight, Brian? Uh, no, yeah, um, an easy drinking gold nail. Yeah, from Bell's. Just a really nice beer. Um, it's. Does it say its percentage on here anywhere? I think it's like four. Four point five. So we got 5. a lighter one. Um, yeah. yeah. Honestly, I've had this before. Not really my favorite, but you know, it's you know, just it's kind of it's kind of nice, and it's beer. It's just not an IPA. <laughs> you know how I roll. That's folks. why I got. 
That's why I got a couple different ones, too. Yeah, Brian up. is locked and loaded. I've got mine down here. And uh, we are ready to roll into sports. Beer number one. Sports. We'll start off with the biggest sports news around the country right now. Jeremy Grant has been shut down for the remainder of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Thus ending the Pistons' uh, slim playoff odds. I mean, <laughs> they've been eliminated for the past, like, two weeks. All right, well, technically, but not if um, about ten teams above, above them in the East get into plane crashes and all of their teams die. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're never really eliminated if, yeah. <laughs> if you wipe yeah. out a franchise. <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> Jesus. But, uh, Brian, let me ask you this in regards to the Pistons, because uh, basketball is mutually both of our favorite sports. Um, is that the last time you see Jeremy Grant in a Pistons uniform? Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't see why not. I think uh, I think they'll try to unload him this summer. The last team I heard that was going to go for him was... Uh, Portland? The Portland Trailblazers, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what we do in the draft. Every time I go on Tankathon, we always get, like, sixth or something. We always so get first whenever I do it because I don't stop <laughs> until we do. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Hope, I'd, uh, and after watching, you know, some of College Madness, I'd be interested to take uh, that boy Jabari Smith. Yeah. I think, Jabari Smith or the Duke guy who I think Kate said he wants, like, somewhere. Oh, yeah. Uh, Apollo? Yeah. Yeah, he no, he's been playing really well too. So, Rico, either one of those. Chet didn't really look that impressive. I know he got into foul trouble in his last game, but he's like seven feet and like mm. you know seventy five pounds. Yeah, so. yeah, I'd, I, I, I'd still take him. You know, like I think if we no, yeah, I mean he he's gonna develop really well, but I don't know. Hopefully, we can I, uh, like get him on some weight training if we do get him. And you know, there's I feel like there's four people really that are the big four. Um. And I don't know much about any of them. I probably know the most about uh, Chet. Um, but um, uh, there's also uh, Jaden Ivey, who... From Purdue. The guy, one of the local radio producers, Rico Beard, down here, or radio host, uh, wants him the most out of any one of them, which is interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Compa- shooting comparing guard. him to Chris Paul <laughs> or something. Hmm. Damn. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we'll We'll see. Uh, Pistons season's essentially over. Hopefully we don't win enough games, and hopefully Cade can rack up enough points and uh, get Rookie of the Year, even though they're probably going to give it to Evan Mobley, who does not deserve it over Cade. I think they'll give it to Scotty Barnes. Well, Vegas has Evan Mobley, Mobley at, like, minus minus numbers to win it, and everyone else at uh, plus. Yeah. So, like, that seems weird to me. Yeah, but uh, Mobley's going to miss, like, the next, what, three or four games, too, and... I don't know. They've been they've been kind of skidding the past week, and Scotty Barnes is, I think, playing the most minutes for a rookie at thirty six, which is crazy. And he's averaging like fifteen, seven, three, couple steals or a steal a game. And he's also playing with two all you know, they, stars, and not just yeah, and not they, just they Sadiq have, Bay. Yeah, no, <laughs> and they they have the best record. I mean, out of you mean no, you know, yeah, three. Oh yeah, <laughs> no yeah. I mean, he he. Scotty Barnes is really good. I would want to give it to Cade, but um, I mean, Cade's yeah, doing shit article. only like like ten of the best players ever to play have done. 
Yeah, I was just reading some stuff uh, by the Ringer, and they have a lot of they have a few guys who are, you know, on the ballot to vote, mm-hmm. like media wise, and a lot of them were just arguing they they kind of believe more in, you know, winning records. No, oh, because I'm playing um, with two all stars. Like, come on, relax, the Ringer. Wait, who's the who's the other all star on the Raptors? No, I was I was talking about Mobley. Oh no, I've been talking about Scotty. Oh, Barnes. sorry. I don't know who I I don't I actually don't really know many people on the Raptors right now. Is it just? It's I mean Fred Van Fleet's the only All Star. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's a good rookie class. Like I, I'd understand you know why they won't give it to Cade if it, mm. that's like the reason. It was a good uh, year to records, but good year to be bad was uh the previous year. Well, yeah, he also did. I think he's he's only played. I think the same amount of games as Mobley, too, and they each played around 60 so far, maybe a little more, and then I think Scotty's played close to, like, 67 or so. I don't know. They're all really good, so, I, like I said, I'd understand. I obviously think Cade's the best and will have... Best player in the league right now, probably. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Durant has officially retired. <laughs> Coming Durant to the Pistons next year. Let's go. Come on. They 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 did just beat him too, and they and he was just like, "What do you mean a team like Detroit? You know they've been playing really well the past couple of weeks, and they got some pros." Mm-hmm. So it's like, he's like, "Yeah, this is just a." I don't know. He was paying respect to him and saying, "Yeah, he's like, yeah, we lost, but it's mm-hmm. you're still playing professional athletes, so don't fucking yeah." I mean, dog. He's going toe to toe with Durant. Come on, that's a uh... and at, tw- yeah, at twenty just... years old. I don't think Durant was that good right when he first started. Durant's one of four people active in the league that's never averaged below 20 points a game. What is Cade averaging right now? In 17. Okay. So he probably can't get that above 20 in these last six games. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. KD. KD. Like, what, he won Rookie of the Year, I believe, no. right? Yeah. I don't know. I, and the <laughs> other three... Other three people were, were uh, LeBron, obviously Luka Doncic, and uh, mm-hmm. Zion Williamson. Well, maybe if, maybe if K drops fifty of these next six games, wouldn't that? I mean, yeah. have to give it, dude. To him that, then. That's like it's gonna be. That's kind of what I was talking about with uh, with some people were uh, with the scoring title with how close it is between LeBron, Giannis, and Embiid. Mm-hmm. Where I hope one of them does what um, David Robinson did. Uh, back in the day when he won the scoring title, where he dropped seventy-one or something, <laughs> <laughs> and then won the scoring title with that. Well, Detroit versus everybody. Let's go. Imagine this scenario, Brian. Two years from now, it's in late April. The Pistons have a couple more seasons under their belt. Cade really coming into his own with Sadiq still there, and whatever rookies we get these next two years, we're good. We're doing good. We're like secured a playoff spot somewhere in the middle to top of it. Red Wings doing great. Uh, have most cider. They figured out why they have been sucking as of late. Um, and Lucas Raymond and some other people coming up, you know, also have secured a similar type of playoff spot, playoff spot. Tigers just starting a new season coming off of a season that where they contended for the playoffs and made the playoffs. Torkelson and Riley green are looking good. Uh, we still have Dan Campbell as a coach for the lions. And then it is... And they're going to be on hard knocks. And that's what I'm getting to. And then it's summertime in Detroit, or then it's late April in Detroit, and we have the, the NFL draft there with all of our teams securely back 
in at least winning contention and how beautiful that's going to be because we are all going to the draft because it's going to be fucking awesome that Detroit finally gets a draft and something like a gigantic football event. Yeah, that will be pretty. We're close, my friends. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One can hope. You know, one can hope that they actually... Yeah, and then we do have Hard Knocks now with the the most exciting coach in the league. Um, uh, And I've never watched Hard Knocks before, but I will be tuning in this year, especially if the Lions draft how I want them to draft this year. Yeah. um, Yeah, I'll definitely tune in. I've never watched it before. Um, I don't really know a lot about college football, but um, I reckon if that dude from Michigan is that number two, wouldn't mind him, eh? Um, I don't want him. <laughs> no? No. Um, I want us to draft Malik Willis, the quarterback out of Liberty. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Which I... At number two, eh? I'm a bit, I'm a bit alone at this, but, um, uh, he... Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, the little shit that I see about mock drafts, I haven't seen <laughs> a quarterback in, like, the top ten at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just... Seems like the perfect quarterback to sit for like a year or two and uh, develop. What because he has, you know, he's the fastest quarterback. He already has elite speed. He's got elite elusiveness. It has the like one of the best arms coming out since Josh Allen. And uh, he just has, uh, you know, he played for Liberty, which is not the greatest of schools. And people are knocking him for like their his game against Ole Miss, but like they have a porous offensive line at Liberty and. Um, Everyone else on Liberty fucking sucks, so I don't expect what you expect Jeez. him to do against a, an SEC team. <laughs> but he's got very good leadership skills, uh, it seems, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I, I I feel something about him. I like running quarterbacks. You know, this is why I was big on Trey Lance last year. Um, so <laughs> would you consider trading down <laughs> or just yeah. take him at number two? I would trade down as long as I didn't think he was going to. Okay. I mean, trading down is the preferred option because – yeah, you know, um, there's no top talent really. Like if we, if we, if I can't pick Malik Willis, Willis, I probably want Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, just because I saw him wearing buffs on the sideline uh, in a game at Oregon, <laughs> and you know we just had Cade coming out wearing buffs. Like, come on, let's <laughs> let's do this right. It sucks yeah. that there's not a quarterback this year. Like, of course, because this is the Lions' luck. It's of course there's not a quarterback when there has been one, like a top quarterback every year. Other than like 2013 with EJ Manuel, but if if you if that name rings any bells, <laughs> that's a deep cut. <laughs> Damn. But yeah, um, as long as I, don't, I really don't want us to take Kyle Hamilton the safety, I feel like that's a I don't know. I, don't, I want something flashier. I thought everybody was saying what's his name Hutchinson's like gonna be. I mean, top two pick. Why are you so not for him? Any any went to school like in well first know. of all I'm a state fan um oh but yeah. that, okay. that that's <laughs> that's not the exact reason um uh he I don't know he didn't play good against Georgia um he is has short arms and well first of all he every every mock I've seen right now is have him going to the Jacksonville Jaguars after yeah, after they franchise their tackle so I would ra- I would rather have Kayvon Thibodeau he seems more uh, have some more measurables to be like could possibly be a Miles Garrett, but also he might not care about football that much, I guess, which probably wouldn't fit in our Dan Campbell locker room, but we'll see. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> Oy vey. <laughs> but 
yeah. That's how I am, except he's just really good at football. I don't really care about it that <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's like, there's a difference. You're a genetic freak, and I'm just drinking beer. <laughs> yeah, the draft is coming up after, like, the wildest offseason I've ever witnessed in uh, my life for NFL football. Like, with all yeah, the quarterbacks shifting, we still have to... We're still wondering, where is, um, you know, um, where is Baker Mayfield going to go? Where is Jimmy Garoppolo going to go? And uh, where should they go? I mean, is Saquon Barkley going to be traded? Are the rumors that Tom Brady is going to force a trade into Miami true? Like, who knows? Tyreek Hill moving to the Dolphins? I don't know what the Chiefs were thinking. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got a... Uh, or a... Uh... <laughs> Is um, is Lamar Jackson going to sign name? a deal now that uh, um, uh, Deshaun Watson got a hundred percent of his deal guaranteed? That's never happened before. <laughs> like, is that going to be the new trend? How expensive are quarterbacks going to be? McCaffrey probably going to get dished. Uh, depends on what they do at quarterback. I mean, it sounds like the yeah. Panthers like Kenny Pickett because I think Matt Rule like uh, coached him or had him commit to the school. Yeah, it just feels like everybody's expendable. It's, it's, uh, it feels very, like, NBA almost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with how wild their off seasons get, you know? Player movement hasn't been like this ever. Like, where you can... It started with Stafford, too. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, that's the, the first uh, player that demanded a trade out of the city that took them and loved them. <laughs> and uh, now, apparently anyone can do it. <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, if you don't like your workplace, fucking get out of there and do something else. <laughs> it's like, otherwise, yeah, man, we're just going to retire your number and shout out to Damian Lillard. <laughs> just always fighting for that last place spot in the playoffs. And But, hey, at least you're important. Well, maybe he'll do a lot better with Jeremy Grant <laughs> next year. Yeah, right. That's that's their missing piece. <laughs> they're they're going to be just, in the lottery, right? Unless, yeah, I mean, they traded CJ McCollum for peanuts. I mean, Dame's barely played at all this season. Nurk's not really played. Give us, yeah, give us, give us your big, lottery like, pick. What we'll, if give you, team. we'll give you Jeremy Grant. That's that's. I'm okay with that. Do they even have a lottery pick? Let me put up Tankathon. They're not gonna give up a lottery pick for. Them. I'm pretty sure they have one. I don't know how. This draft is is this draft class considered good for basketball? I mean, yeah. I mean, the three guys we talked about, mm-hmm. or four guys, I think are going to be pretty helpful depending on where they go to right away. Yeah. Also, I want to go back to that uh, scoring title race between the top ten guys. It's a three point split, and just between the top four, LeBron, Giannis, Embiid, and KD, it's. 30, 29.9, 29.9, and 29.7. All right, so what are the top 10? That order. Uh, and, so the, Luka, and these are divided by three? Yes, three points. Luca and Trey Young, five and six with 28. DeMar DeRozan at seven, 27.7. John ja Morant, eight, 27.6. Jason Tatum, 27.1. Kyrie Irving, 27. Damn, and this is and this is just points per game. Yes, and then also if so you want to go to, it could be a little bit larger because of that. It's just an I average. mean, Devin Booker at eleven twenty six and a half, 
Nikola Jokic, 23 mm-hmm. or 26.3. I mean, it, that's crazy. <laughs> that's so yeah. wild. Um, Portland. Sorry. Uh, yeah, they will. It looks like they actually got a, a New Orleans original pick, which would, is right now at 11. And then they, they have a, excuse me, their own pick at seven. Yeah, we'll take. I'll take. I'll take the lower one. I don't care. And dude, I just did a first sim, and the Lakers went to number one, but they already have to give that pick up to the Pelicans. So Pelicans would be drafted number one. Then uh, Portland moved up to two. We moved all the way down to five. That's just the luck I have with this thing. Well, I believe uh, we should have the best odds of being in the top four. Also, uh, look at it. Um, New Orleans. Their original pick is like top two protected, so they just shot up to number one. Also get Lakers pick, which would be number nine, but we got number two. Our highest odds uh, is top four for fifty-two point one percent, but our like highest uh, individual pick percentage is is yeah would be is kind of six right twenty-five percent yeah or twenty-eight percent for number six. Yeah, I'm. It's it's so weird. <laughs> NBA lottery is weird. You just see that baseball just instituted a lottery with their agreement. I mean, I kind of like it though. It's mm. like it's exciting because it doesn't really you know reward bad teams anymore with how mm. they just, uh, switch it up. But yeah, like Washington and the Sim, just you know they're they hit number one and their percentage is two and a half percent for that. So it's I don't know. It's a fun little thing, but yeah. You know, it doesn't feel like a... It feels like impossible that Detroit would get the first pick uh, two years in a row. Oh, yeah, no. I would be... No, yeah, I'd be Brian, shocked. no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be shocked, but I'd also be like... I'd be super pissed if, if a team just like the Pelicans get it again or something. Yeah. Just because they, they have really good odds for it. Um, if a team that's not in the yeah, top Yeah, it's not three. like... Yeah, there's no, like, I don't know, real... Like I don't even care if we get number one because I feel like if we if we get top four I'll be like happy with yeah one of, I guess the the four guys we were talking about because mm-hmm. who's who's yeah, who's after that who's after the four um there's AJ Griffin who's also on Duke he's a small forward he's been playing well um who do we got here so lowest we can go with seven as long as long as we stay at the third right yeah uh at seven Shaden Sharp. Shooting guard from Kentucky, Keegan Murray, power forward from Iowa, Ty Ty Washington, point guard from uh, Kentucky. No, well, hopefully Troy. Re- Nikola Jovkik. Jovkik. Yeah, there's a kid, a uh, small forward, Nikola Jovkik from Serbia. Okay, the Joker and the Jover. J O V I C. Nikola Jovkik. <laughs> Jove, is, Jove. is Joker winning MVP? Uh, I think he's gonna go. He's. I think he'd be my pick right now. So him and Embiid. Is that what the? Is it down to? That's that's just the narrative. It seems like right now. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah. I mean, God. It's, I guess arguing records again. But there's. I think fifth or sixth right now. And he's been playing the whole year really without you know Jamal Murray. Yeah, and uh, or, Porter Jr. Yeah, Porter Jr. only played a handful of games so far. Um, I mean, he, you know, there's Aaron Gordon, but that, you know, it, just the stuff he's been doing. I've just some of his passes, kind of, like, are just like, 
I don't know. In, that's, oh God, what is what are his stats? The like, vision for that man. Yeah, he's he's one of the best passing big men it seems ever. I mean, people argue about uh, I don't know his defense, but Ben Wallace. 20, 23, <laughs> 13, and eight assists a game mm. is what this man's averaging. Well, yeah, I'm. Uh, I would say. Well, shooting over, you know, fifty-seven percent from the field, thirty-five percent from three. Mm-hmm. I would say I've watched most Pistons games, but not a lot of other averaging other a, games. But averaging a steal and a block a game. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think he should go back to back. Oh, he got it last year too. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> I thought it was Giannis Damn. for some reason. No, Giannis won a Defense Player of the Year last year. Okay. No, he didn't. He won Finals no, MVP. He... I'm sure. Right. Wait. What year is it? <laughs> this year is 2022. The year Dude, of the Phoenix. Fucking, uh... Did uh, Rudy Gobert win Defensive Player of the Year again last year? Because that'd be so stupid. I don't fucking know. I'm looking it up. I'm telling you, in two years when the Pistons are good, I'm watching every single game. Now I'm averaging probably like um uh, like you know sixty percent of their games. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, let me uh. And I haven't seen many wins, to be honest. So yeah, it looks like, <laughs> damn, I feel like COVID just fucked up ev- my timeline completely. COVID fucked everything <laughs> up. Fucked up my life. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the, <laughs> the Bucks won it last year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the championship. Oh yeah, they beat the, who'd they play? The Suns, yeah. right? Damn. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. You really do have COVID brain over there. Dude, yeah. <laughs> are the are the Suns the favorite to go back again this year? I think so, man. They've been they've been playing really well, like in a good conference, and they have you know they already clinched the the West, sixty wins. Um, but you never know. I don't know. A lot of teams are coming back healthy. Like the Clippers are probably coming back completely healthy. Is uh, Paul George is coming back, and then Kawhi is rumored to come back sometime. Oh wow! wow. Uh, hopefully in the second round if they make it. So, um, but yeah, I I just wanted just for Chris Paul, just because he got so close, and but yeah, who knows? Greatest choke artist in NBA history, Chris Paul. Come on, man. Two two uh, up two zero in the finals, <laughs> and then Bucks win in six. <laughs> That's cr- it's almost it's almost it's almost as impressive as being up three one, and then yeah, losing in seven <laughs> in your home stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, uh, that was against the king, though. Yeah, yeah. For a, like a, and then he for Cleveland guess, too. So like, I wasn't, I wasn't too upset as a, a second favorite team in the Warriors, like who had already I won mean, before I guess that. They call Giannis the prince now. Oh. It's weird how he doesn't get enough MVP hype. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I've like really he's seen on a like a top game yet. He's on a top three team in the East, averaging. Would we say thirty, and he's averaging eleven and six, might win Defensive Player of the Year. Who's number one in the East right now? Is it Philly? 
It's a four-way split. Oh wow! <laughs> it's it's um it's Miami. Milwaukee's a half game behind. Boston's a game behind. Philly's a game and a half behind. Okay. 48-28, 27 Are the records respectively? Damn, Miami's been at least to me been quiet. I haven't heard much about them, and they're number one. Yeah, Bam Adebayo's uh, saying they're probably he'll get some uh, defensive player of the year votes, but yeah, it's weird. It's like people are already like kind of tired of Giannis and he's only 27 years old it's it's just like he won back-to-back MVP he's a defensive player of the year finals MVP it's just because it's Milwaukee man a small market teams like don't get we we don't get no respect you know Detroit first everyone Milwaukee you know whatever they won so you had your time I would kill for it yeah yeah I don't know I mean I think I don't know. I don't think Denver's like a big market team, you know? Uh, but also, it's like, you, you know, when you play that well, I think you're going to attract some attention, or you should. Right. Um, and I think, I don't know, I mean, I guess like I said they're earlier, a big, I guess he's They're just a bigger been... market than Milwaukee, because, you know, they're... Yeah, and I guess, like I said, he's been doing it without, you know any help right now mm. any all-stars i guess so and, i mean and they're one of the one of the few cities that has all four sports like De- like detroit's one of them too so well i mean yeah but like milwaukee has just a solid team all around too like oh yeah chris middleton i believe i believe made another all-star team drew holidays always like in contention for making an all-star team great two-way player um brooke lopez how's that I chicago team i mean they're i think they, they should be a favorite to to like to go back to back you know yeah it should be a fun playoffs especially in the later rounds i mean and i'm yeah i mean too with like with a with like a team like um like brooklyn too that's yeah once they figure their shit out i mean i think they can make a that's run. gonna suck for like whoever is the one of the top two like because they're probably gonna yeah no they're probably gonna have to and no yeah and they're probably gonna have to <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're probably gonna have to play um uh, one of the like in the play-in game right yeah, yeah. Uh, same with like uh, the Lakers. If they make it, they'll probably, you know, finish at like a nine or ten seed. It's looking up right now. So it's yeah. You don't want to play that team. You kind of <laughs> you kind of hope that uh, you know Anthony Davis is going to be back and LeBron's going to miss like the next two or three games. They're saying I can't so believe it's... LeBron's putting up what he's putting up at this age. Like right? Yeah. Like he might win a scoring. T- the last time they said he averaged what thirty plus points a game was when he won the scoring title in like oh seven. Yeah. Oh, eight. wild shit. <laughs> that that is great. It's it's gonna be weird when he's no longer in the league. It's like him and Tom Brady, like have been just uh, the things to witness. You know, like lucky to be alive during this time and sports fan during this time to see this greatness all around. Yeah, you know, it's it's nice. It's a fun. Uh, it is a fun time for basketball fans. I think. I think. Uh, it seems like there's a lot more know, balance is- these last two years than it has been for like you know a decade. Yeah, and it's definitely like off, you know, offense heavy. Um, but that's kind of cool to see. Like a lot mm. of dudes just fucking dropping 50, 60 points a game is wild. It's and, and we, we even had one. Like we had really... we had Sadiq drop fifty one a fifty one. Yeah, that was fucking I, cool. I, there are a really good handful of defensive teams, but obviously the game has shifted so differently. Like, like I just read this uh, article by oh god, who was it? Um, Rob Perez, where he was. Uh, 
kind of campaigning for either Giannis or um, Marcus Smart for Defensive Player of the Year, and his argument for Smart was, you know, best defender on the best defensive team in the league, which is the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. I don't know. He went more on the statistics, but yeah, I mean, there are still there's still good basketball to be to be had, but I think the more you go on Twitter and like read all these dumb troll comments, it's, it just takes the joy out of it, right? Because you know, people are just gonna complain about something. Are the playing fucking stupid? Who, who's competing for the playing games? Like, what's that ten eleven spot <coughs> in both conferences? Yeah, let me uh, pull that up real quick. So in the East. Uh, Playing games are 7 through 10. Yep. Um, and right now, I mean, unless the Knicks somehow went out, it looks like, uh, damn, and, like, Cleveland's a half game out of six. Oh, shit. But uh, Cleveland, Brooklyn, Hornets, and uh, Atlanta, 7 through 10. Damn, what happened to Trey Young on that team? I don't know. <laughs> they reached the, the, the conference championships and... <laughs> Now they're at a playing game. Yeah, <laughs> it's like they—they'd rather just like be kings of New York because they always <laughs> beat the Knicks. But that's about it. So uh, <laughs> seven through ten in the West. Oh, uh, min- one second. Beer number two, entertainment. Let's finish this up um, real quick. Yeah, Minnesota, the Clippers, New Orleans Pelicans, and. Uh, the San Antonio Spurs, but, you know, uh, Lakers just lost Spurs, and the uh, Lakes have the same record, 31-44, mm-hmm. uh, and Pelicans are 32-43. So, <laughs> yeah, well, that kind of 9 through 11 is going to be real tight. <laughs> <laughs> well, exciting times, but we must move on to entertainment. And, Brian, normally I start with what have you been fucking with, but we have to start with the most viral moment um, uh, probably ever in Twitter history, at least a top five one. Um, did you watch any of the Academy Awards? I didn't. <laughs> I'm assuming you've seen what I'm referencing. Yes. <laughs> yes, Will Smith. Uh, so Chris Rock <laughs> made um, a, a, a really a dumb joke. It wasn't even funny. Um, yeah. Saying that... Uh, Will Smith's wife, Jade Pinkett Smith, uh, was going to be the next G.I. Jane because of her hair, which she has alopecia, so she keeps it short, which I don't know if you know that. He knew that or not. But then all of a sudden, Will Smith walks on stage and smacks the shit out of him. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that was fucking hard. It was. And he goes, wow! <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite part was he won... Os- the Oscar for best <laughs> yeah. leading actor for King his Richard, first his one. first ever, <laughs> like minutes afterwards. And he's screaming from the fucking seat, "Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth!" Like, like what the my fuck favorite, is going on right now? <laughs> my favorite meme, just so I don't forget it, was uh, somebody cut it and dubbed over. Uh, dubbed audio over, so it it looks like Will Smith is screaming, I hope you fucking die, Harley J- Jarvis! <laughs> and then it cuts to Sam. He's like, get him out of here! Get him out of here! <laughs> yeah, shit. That was uh, an epic moment. and uh, It was weird. Uh, but it was fun. It was also like, damn, I don't know. People are going so hard into it. I'm like, why are you so concerned? 
<laughs> do you think I don't care? Do you think he would have done it to yeah. Chris Rock's brother the? <laughs> <laughs> I saw a tweet that said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, um Yeah, uh, I don't know. It was it, that shit's <laughs> It is what it is. I, guess, I mean, I think you know? Chris Rock handled it pretty well. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what happens if that if he starts fighting back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was God. Who was it? It was like Sharon Sharp or something. He's like, I would have fought back. It's like, well, that's why you're not the host of the Oscars, man. Like, you know what? What's gonna happen if they fight back? They're gonna cut to like a fucking black screen and say, "Sorry for the interruption. We'll be right back." <laughs> I don't know that. My favorite part, or not my favorite part. It's kind of just weird because it just reflects the society we live in right now. People are like, "Oh, it was fake and staged." It's like, man, why are you just like fighting in this <laughs> so hard to like make this point? Like, first of all. <laughs> Who cares? I could, I could, Second I could, up. I could understand it, like because it seemed like it was fake until you saw the the video that came out, like because you didn't get to hear it on uh, on American no, broadcast until like you got it from like Australia. The, f- or... the first time I saw it was on Twitter. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it was like Australian broadcast, and I was just like, "Whoa, mm-hmm. damn!" He just smacked the shit out of. Him. But you didn't get to hear him screaming, "Keep your name, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth!" Like, <laughs> yeah, that's like okay. No, know, this this like, isn't fake. This is some yeah, no, it's this is some people are like, I don't know why would he do that. I don't know, man. It's like <laughs> since they weren't there, they can't believe it. It's just kind of a thing now. Um, so. uh, tickets for Chris Rock's next um, stand up. I think it's in Boston. Are going for fucking really high right now. It's the first Jesus. one after the Oscars. You know, he's got to reference something about that. <laughs> oh yeah, isn't his tour called Ego Death? Is it? I don't know. <laughs> I th- yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, I mean, I haven't talked yeah, about Chris Rock in a while, so like I know th- this yeah, is probably good for him too. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, I guess he also made a joke like about her in like 2016 too, but mm. I don't know. Whatever. Well, they're a smacked. weird fucking couple. <laughs> yeah, I, it's yeah. I don't really care. The celebrity culture is weird, but uh, you know the. Some other things that happened that night were uh, Coda became the first uh, streaming service movie to win Best Picture. Oh, nice! I have not seen. Yeah, it. it's what's that about? It's on. It's on Apple Plus. It's you know. Uh, oh, that one. Uh, that one Best Picture. Yeah, cha- uh, Children of Deaf Adults. Oh, okay. Coda. Oh, I have and heard about this. Yeah, it's about. Uh, I think the the girl, the daughter is like the only one who can who's not deaf in the family and she's thinking about leaving the family business to go to music school and the, uh, the like what's, what's dad, like what's music yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy uh the dad won supporting actor and he's the second ever deaf actor to win nice. and it was really sweet because it was the uh korean oh god what was her name she won you know they always have the best supporting actress from last year um and she like took his the the Oscar back so he could and held it for him so he could sign his speech. Oh okay. Just really it, and it was really sweet. They had like this guy. He's just waving the whole time, know, translating. <laughs> uh, I mean, the crowd was waving because that's how you know show applause and and sign. Yeah, I don't know. It was a really nice speech. Yeah. It was very. Yeah, it was. It was kind of like you know looking for. I don't know. Not 
fucking disgusting threads about people's opinions about celebrities and just watching like you know some guy win a cool award i guess did you watch that so, movie i haven't yet no that's why i mean think last time i was on this pod we talked about it, the best film mm. i think we were thinking Excuse of that dog that dog movie that's what we were thinking was the yeah favorite. that was like the the one that was getting all the all the hype uh i think uh what's her name jane chapman uh she won best director okay. for that movie um did our boy jesse but yeah i think win like anything? to what's did that? our boy jesse plemons win anything he didn't no, because uh, he was nominated for best. He was nominated for best supporting actor, so he he lost oh. to Troy. Uh, Troy. Uh, God, what's his name? Troy Coster. Okay, probably mispronouncing that, but yeah, that's that's who lost. Um, that's who he lost to. But yeah, I uh, I think. Yeah, since the last time we talked, I the only movies that have still been the same one that I've seen. <laughs> I haven't I seen haven't really... any of them still. <laughs> but uh, all, yeah, also like King Richard, uh, the one that you know Will Smith won. Yeah, the, the uh, best actor for it's like I just haven't seen any of these fucking movies. That's the one with the uh, the Williams sisters, right? And he's the dad. Yes. Well, um, congratulations to Will Smith. He's been uh, you know, one of the staples of hollywood for a long time and this is his first one so not that i also, not that i really know what other of his roles deserve to best picture has he been nominated before not, yeah not, a, not a best picture a, best actor i mean yeah uh for ali uh portraying muhammad ali okay that came out in 02 and then uh uh the pursuit of happiness in 07 okay i can see that one I haven't seen the Ali one, but I did see Pursuit of Happiness. I could say that seems like a best picture type of movie type award, you know, for Yeah, he was great in it. And, uh, Ali, I only saw it once, but uh, I don't know, it's a, it's a good movie. Are you excited for I Am Legend 2? Yeah, <laughs> I think that would be pretty crazy. Everybody's like, didn't he die at the end? They're like, there's an alternate ending. I was like, shit, this is opening up memories I forgot about. <laughs> 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 it's like, god damn, that's cool. They bring the dog yeah, back, I don't too. Know, That'd be, be funny. Yeah, <laughs> he just got a zombie who, dog. Who, is who's gonna be in it? Is it Michael B. Jordan or something? They said, or I don't know. Is Will Smith in it still? Yeah. Okay. Let's go see. This seems like a movie they don't really need to make a sequel to, but whatever. It gets all. No, they're always gonna make sequels to everything. Every, so. They're out of original ideas here. Yeah. Because uh, movies that aren't superhero movies. Here we are, get, Hollywood. Anymore. We're sweating over here. <laughs> And we have ideas. Give us your money. <laughs> Did you watch the Batman? I won't spend it all on weed. No, I didn't yet. I told you I haven't seen a lot of movies yet. I mean, I don't. Um, I, I haven't. I, the only movie I've seen since we've talked, um, other than the Batman, is most of the Adam Project. Um, I've seen. Well, nothing really new. French Dispatch. The Wes Anderson film. <laughs> How was that? Um, I liked it. Was it, was uh, it very Wes Anderson-y? Fr- well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've been watching that freaking Winning Time, the Lakers Dynasty show on HBO. Oh, I heard that was pretty good. Wait, is, I, is, I really is, enjoy isn't it. Isn't there two of them though? Am I thinking? Of, aren't there two different shows about that? Right, that are like uh. Not I, on HBO, not that I know I of. I could be completely wrong, but I thought there was... You are completely wrong. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like a... 
The si- I, I mean, they had like Jonah Hill directing some episodes, Adam McKay, but it's uh, yeah on HBO with John C. Riley as uh, Doctor Boss who buys the uh, Lakers mm-hmm. in '79. And he, it's, <laughs> John it's one C. Those... Riley, one of the greatest actors of all time. <laughs> He's super good. He has a lot of good dramatic roles. Oops. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, uh... <laughs> uh, and then the. I I I I really want to. This show is super good. I think everybody should should check it out. Um, what's his name? Fucking. Uh, Jason Clark plays the logo. Um, Jerry West. Oh. <laughs> so it's like what? Someone play, is he's, playing a logo, and that's. <laughs> he's so. It's so funny. It's like they introduce him, and it just is. It's kind of. It, it, it's a little bit like um, like Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. You know, like that, because they're just like partying all the time. They're in LA, but it, like every time they introduce like a former player or player or someone important to the organization, Margot Robbie's do, like, there. T- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in a bubble bath. Uh, they intru- they do this tonic quad and it just says Jerry West has never been happy. <laughs> He's like, I won the fucking championship, but the first time I won Finals MVP, I was on the losing side. <laughs> They made me the logo. You think that made me fucking happy? <laughs> and then they got Adrian Brody, one of the great actors, playing Pat Riley, <laughs> who goes on to coach the team after. So this is the great thing, because you know what's going to happen. Right. In the first season that he buys the team, they win the title mm-hmm. with Magic Johnson, who's a rookie. He's got eight. Wins, and he wins finals MVP. First ever time a rookie's ever done that. And then... The year after, they hire Pat Riley, who his entire career wasn't a great player, but won a ring on the Lakers uh, with Jerry West. But this entire time, he's just this like down and out guy. All he cares about is basketball, and then he's like begging the Lakers organization to hire him as an assistant uh, to the announcer. <laughs> like um, like that guy that does the bu- 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 Billups at the Pistons games? No, and like like a uh, play-by-play. Oh, oh. Guy. Yeah. Well, he... This, <laughs> it's... I... Just go watch the show. The guy who plays... The guy who plays Magic Johnson's amazing, too. Uh, What's it called again? Yeah, it, winning Time. The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. You could have named that. It's you could have named that better, but... <laughs> No, I agree. <laughs> I would have just called it Showtime, but since it's on HBO, oh, I guess yeah, you your rivals with Showtime. Yeah. Um, no, it's funny. Go check it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll have to watch it. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not super into, like, what? This is essentially historical fiction, right? I mean, I guess so. <laughs> takes place in the 70s and 80s man it's just a funny satire <laughs> it's just about sports and comedy and drugs is it a comedy technically sex yeah dude it's hilarious <laughs> like there's this scene where you know magic johnson grew up in okay, Lansing, never Michigan. mind when it's a comedy then I, yeah i thought this was like he, some serious he thing. grew up no he grew up in lansing you know <laughs> what? and he gets drafted Gets drafted in 79, and during that time, you know, Michigan State's an agricultural school, and he's, like, kind of going one-on-one with Norm Nixon, who at the time is the starting point guard, and the Lakers are trash, they're in debt, 
And he's mm. just like, oh, man, you're from M- 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 Michigan, ain't country boy? <laughs> so there's, like, no respect. He, like, comes to L.A. He's wearing, like, a flannel tucked in jeans. He's like, what the hell are you wearing? <laughs> he's just getting made fun of. Uh, it's, it's, no, it's really good. And then, uh, like, his parents are like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't, his mom's, like, super religious. They all go to church together. He's like, I don't like you, you know, I don't like the nickname Magic because Magic is the devil's work. She's <laughs> like, did you, are you eating good? He's like, I'm eating great, mama. And it just cuts to a scene of him, like, eating this girl out. He's like, are you making friends? He's like, making great friends, ma. And it's just him, like, fucking all these different girls. Because he met a pimp and, like, went to this after party. And yeah. just started doing all these drugs. <laughs> Did you... Is it... Is it, uh, is it all released? Uh, no, I mean, it's on HBO. So it's... Uh, I think there's only four or five episodes out right now. It's the only show I'm, like, currently that's new that i guess i'm currently watching got you um uh except atlanta i'm trying to re-catch up on that before i start season three Mm. i just watched the new season of good girls which i don't know if you've ever heard of that but um it's an okay show takes place in michigan so Uh, hey it's like uh is that the like the the prequel to a new girl (laughs) nope (laughs) Is it a combination of The Good Place and New Girl? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's basically about these three, like, you know, suburban moms that get into, like, printing money and shit and uh, start working with, you know, some uh, gangster guy. But mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's, it's entertaining. Nothing, nothing special, but... Um, uh, you know. I'll bring it up. I don't really want to, but I saw the tweet today that uh, I think it's August twenty first. House of ah, Dragons. That's what I was going out. to next, baby. We have a release date for the next uh, <laughs> saga of the Game of Thrones story that takes place earlier, which we'll see. I don't know how this is gonna go. Um, I'm. Are you gonna watch it? I mean, I, I I'll check it out. Yeah, House of Dragons takes like place at, like what a thousand years before the Game of Thrones story. Two centuries? Is that a thousand? Yeah, it's, it's like two, 200? I don't know. Uh, but Matt Smith's in it. I like him. He's playing, uh, I think, the main Targaryen. Mm-hmm. And we've only really seen uh, one Targaryen. Uh, Prince Daemon. And then uh, Patty Cunside's playing King Viserys. Um... Leva Cook is Alicent Hightower, and it's also you know uh, the D and D's got nothing to do with it, so that's uh, yeah, that's that's. Uh, that's... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I'm not a. Uh... I wonder how much. Okay, so it says it says it takes place 200 years before the events of Game of Thrones, and isn't it also based off a. Uh, uh, the one book that George R. R. Martin put out. Yeah, I think so. I don't know, like yeah, because that's kind of the entire history of mm-hmm. uh, Bruce. Bruce Arians just retired as head coach. Really? Bruce yeah. Arians of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, um, then this is definitely yeah. going to happen. Uh, yeah, he's moving to the front office role with DC uh, uh, defensive coordinator Tom Bowles. Todd, Todd Bowles is the coach now set to replace him just got that update okay well um then the i now i really believe in these rumors that tom brady went back and is going to force a trade to miami 
Why do Why do you think Miami and not uh not San Francisco? Because the um, uh, the owner of the Miami Dolphins um is like one of the biggest Michigan boosters, and Tom Brady mm. was supposed to go there, but then all the stuff with Brian Flores came out, and like, mm. but you know then. I mean, if you're if you're Tampa Bay, why not just straight up trade Tom Brady for Tua? Just see what happens, you know. Right. No, that's. I guess that would be like the same thing. I guess arguing with San Francisco because that's that's the only thing I've heard about with San Francisco. It's that's like where he's from, and then you could just mm-hmm. trade for Garoppolo. I guess and he wants another title, obviously. And Miami now that they yeah, have Waddle and, and Tyreek Hill, the two fastest yeah. receivers in the league. That's a thing, yeah. Oh, this is... I, I bet you this is happening. <laughs> That's interesting. That's interesting, man. These are live reactions here on the Split Six podcast. We didn't have any time to prepare yeah. for them like we really hardcore prepare for all of our topics. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, interesting. Okay. Um, but back to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, that... Back to entertainment. <laughs> Jeez, this is entertaining. Eh? Better Call Saul's final season comes out soon. Um, very excited for that. I believe it comes out like the twenty fourth or something. A couple days before the draft. Yeah, I gotta watch that show. I still haven't. I'm just <laughs> waiting until it's all done. You need to. You should go watch the Batman. Um, yeah, no, I I would like to. I love. I love my boy Robert Pattinson, and it, he's one of my favorite actors right now. That is just a Brian Nyson type of movie. <laughs> oh, I mean, thanks, other, than, other than the fact, well, I mean, I don't know if you care about length of movies, but it is, I think that's the one complaint I have, is that it's fucking three hours long. Oh, I love that. You know, Paul Dano does a good Riddler. Paul Dano, I just rewatched uh, There Will Be Blood uh, the other week. Nice. It's great in that. Uh... Yeah, he's got that, you know, really punchable face, too. It's like, <laughs> it's like you just want to Will Smith him. Uh, yeah, you just want to Will Smith him. But it's like, in all the movies, I've seen him, and he's always just getting the shit beat out of him. Like, there will be blood, prisoner. I'm sure he gets beat up in the Batman. Kind of. I don't know. I'm missing a couple. But I don't know. I want to see it. I mean, he's based, uh, that character's based off, like, the Unabomber or something, right? You know, the, the issue that I... University of Michigan's finest. <laughs> Uh, one of the compl- another complaint is have they, they're planning on making two more of these movies I think um, with Robert Pattinson and I, I don't I don't think they need to make any more like this is a I know I heard it's a it's like a you know deep noir style like yeah I heard it's like detective which is cool. right you know we don't need like and we don't I need heard... like a Zodiac two <laughs> <laughs> you never know man that case is still open <laughs> I guess we could like uh. <laughs> Um, and I heard Colin Farrell's getting an HBO series about the Penguin. Yeah, I was waiting like for... Like cool... For some reason, I thought Colin Farrell was the Riddler going into that. And <laughs> and then you after, watch, I was like, oh wait, didn't... I thought that was fucking Colin Farrell. Like, who the fuck... Who, where the fuck was Colin Farrell? And it's like, damn, the Penguin looks nothing deep... like Colin Farrell. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's deep under makeup. <laughs> yeah. Um... I'm, I'm hoping they do a Spider-Man universe thing. A version of uh, Batman, <laughs> where they have uh, all the Batmans that ever played the Batman. <laughs> right? No, yeah. Bring back Michael Keaton. Actually, he is coming back as Batman for something. Yeah, he's a voice actor, right? For 
um, like a cartoon, I believe. I think so. Yeah, I don't know. He's always, he's always been my favorite. Batman Returns was. I think the more like I think about it, that's probably my favorite. Just it's the one I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. But I think when I watch this one, it'll probably be my favorite. Even though I I don't know why I like I like Batman out of because I'm not really into the comic book movies all that much or that or Watchmen. I mean, I Watchmen is like that's obviously. I, <laughs> I talk about that on most episodes of this podcast, and, and yeah, it's been over think, for like two years. No, I mean I really like the movie too, mm-hmm. Zack Schneider's, and the the miniseries. That I like how they're kind of, I don't know, they're like connected, they're different, and both are re- the book too is really good. But that I don't know, maybe it's just because they're kind of darker and they're not really superheroes. Yeah, it was just that you one know they're guy. just like. Yeah, except Doctor Manhattan, but uh, and I, guess, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. In the comics, Adrian Veidt does catch a bullet out of air, but yeah, no, he's like he's the smartest man alive. There's definitely like some. It kind of fuels X Meny, like they have like a certain genetic mutation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just I don't know. It feels more. I like that kind of noir element, mm-hmm. especially in a in the movie where it's you're you have like Rorschach, uh you know yeah narrating and you know it's like him doing this detective stuff so just from what i heard that that's kind of a st- uh, slightly similar vibe you know, in the ap- batman movie i kind of after watching the watchman show like I, 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 there's just some i just wish the movie didn't have i wish they didn't have Rorschach's mask like mutating the whole time um cuz i mean that's how it was in the in the book oh but... was it yeah got you i didn't i haven't read the book but i'm uh oh i, would, I, w- I wish they would recommend it i wish it they would have just kept it with the giant squid thing like instead of a. yeah i mean that's how it ends in the book too um i do like the ending just because it it makes i think because that was the first adaptation of it so it's like it was just so wild mm. <laughs> like reading it and then i like it just because it makes you know, Dr. Manhattan, the bad guy, when he didn't want to be, but then he's just like, well, we gotta blame it on something. I might as well, you know, exile myself to Mars. Right, I guess it makes cool. more so- more sense than instead of him just fucking off to Mars for no reason. But, yeah, but I do, I really like what they did in the show. Yeah, where, the show's like uh, a perfect, like, sequel to the, like, it's it stays really true to the comic. Yeah, no, that's why I really like that, where it's like Ozymandias just continuing to... Send the squids. Having, yeah, having to do that, because he's like, I did this shit back in the day, and now I just, like, kind of... Like, I, I saved human, you know, the human race from mm. nuclear war, but now I just doom myself to do this forever, and... And, you know, the whole ah, the whole oh. story with um, uh, the Minutemen, and uh, mm. what is his name... Blind, blind justice no oh um yeah i gotta rewatch that show um hidden justice i think yeah whatever I'm where like he has to wear white face paint so he's not a black superhero because he's the you know um uh, going through all that like it's it's fucking just like god that i also want to say in the in the in the book uh or in the in the movie that fucking introduction scene with um, the times they were changing by Bob Dylan playing over it with all those like cool classic scenes of like the super like, yeah like extreme, superheroes extreme throughout slow the year. motion like yeah um, like ah oh, 
So good. I love it. Yeah, and Malin Ackerman, um, come on. Sexual awakening. <laughs> bro, let me tell you something. Her as, what's, what was her character's name? Um, Silk Scepter. Right? Yeah, Silk Spectre. Spectre. The second. Yeah, they were just they just didn't have the Sally uh, Jupiter and Laura Jupiter. They just didn't have fucking who was the the owl guy. They just didn't have him in the show. Night Owl? Yeah. Yeah, no, cause, yeah. He's I in liked... jail, right? He's supposed to be in jail at the end of the book. Yeah, Night Owl the second, you know, because mm. there was the first guy, then he gets killed. Uh because they think he's like the still active night owl and then the real night owl comes back and just fucking kills them all my guess He's my pissed. guess for that choice with the show is like like not deciding if they're gonna do a second season or not like and maybe that's gonna be the next would have been the next uh thing but you know them not at least for now not doing a second season because you can't you can't do it without lindelof and if he's not gonna the greatest the greatest television writer of all of all time Wow. <laughs> Damn. I mean, come on. Leftovers and uh, Watchmen and Lost, of course. <laughs> wonder what he's doing now. Is he making any new shows? I'm looking that up. Because it'll probably be fire, whatever it is. You watching like a trailer? No. Um, it's so weird. It just says it's got him credited for seventeen episodes on that. On what? Uh, The Watchmen. Seventeen. There's yeah, and there's only nine. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, then, but his only other thing that says in development is Untitled Faith First Technology Series. <laughs> what is that? What the heck's that gonna be? Probably something good. I just heard on the podcast today um, something about wolves. It's a show. Oh, Raised by Wolves, probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's on HBO Max. Yeah, I haven't watched it. It's. Um, I heard it's, uh, it's supposed to be pretty good about two different... Developed by uh, Ridley Scott. Yeah, and his son, I believe. Yeah, but it's about AI raising humans. It's 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 supposed to be about, like, there's two factions. One, like, super believe in science people and super faith people and then sending like the science science people to two androids out to a new planet to repopulate it and the religious people send like a bunch of people in cryogenic freezer st- stuff so i don't know who like the creative writer is never heard of him but he's written or he wrote the movie prisoners okay which i really enjoy that's like the one he's really known for but Ridley Scott is, like, just kind of the main producer on it, but Aaron Gukowski. Sounds like someone I might have went to high school with. Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah, there's two seasons out right now. Um, And it's on HBO Max? I don't know. Maybe I'll have to start Yeah, I've heard okay things. I've heard heard the ending of the first season's, like, kind of poor. Yeah. But I heard the second season's, like, a different storyline. Okay. Or something. Um, I don't know. It's it's been on my list to watch, but I'm not like Yeah, I mean <laughs> <laughs> You know. It's been a, it's been a minute since there's like something 
Actually, the last thing I watched by Ridley Scott, I actually did watch a relatively new movie, uh, The Last Duel. Oh. That's on HBO Max. Um, super fucked. <laughs> <laughs> That's with like uh, Matt Damon, right? Uh, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. Of, of uh, course. The first time they. Yeah, no, it's the first time they wrote a script together since Goodwill Hunting. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and uh, Adam Driver's in it. Ah, I love Adam uh, Driver. Jodie Comer. Oh, you would. Uh, I mean, I hate Ben Affleck. Piece of ch- he's a piece of shit in this movie. He's best friends with Ben Affleck. Um, it's all about. Uh, so it's all about it's Boston. Beer totally- number three. Oh. It's actually that's actually like kind of based on a true story, right? Yeah, in a book, um, I think of the same name. Let me just check. Uh, but it, it's it's cool how it takes place because it takes place like the truth from this character's perspective, which is Matt Damon, mm-hmm. and he just seems like this very, you know, he's kind of like a he's a good ass soldier and he just doesn't get the respect he deserves. And he seems very good to his wife and all this and that. Then it's the truth from Adam driver's perspective. And he just is this like womanizer. He's a, he's a squire. He's just, uh, Ben Affleck's best friend and Ben Affleck's like the Duke or whatever of the County. Okay. So count, he, I guess you would say, so he can do whatever um, he they, wants. Yeah. And they, there's literally a scene of them just having an orgy together. He's just like, come on, man, just come in here with me. (laughs) So yeah, like, and you know, the thing in question is Matt Damon's wife says, Hey, Adam driver. Uh, and Matt Damon is sir. Jean the cars. Um, fucking that name up. And then Adam driver, Jacques Legris. Um, and Ben Affleck is, this guy named Pierre. <laughs> um, um, but but she's like, yeah, uh, you know, Jacques. And they were in battle together at one point, and, like, Matt Damon saved Adam Driver's life. And then the third act is, like, the truth from Matt Damon's wife's perspective. But, like, everything fades out, and then it just says the truth. Oh, okay. So, so oh, it's, so... like, everything that she... Everything that she says, you are led to believe is genuine truth. Because it she gets raped in it. Uh-huh. And the thing is, it's like, okay, hold on. Th- this is like a serious ad- ad- uh, thing. Not just because it's like, hey, this guy's like wanting to defend his wife's honor. It's like, it's not a crime to do that. It's a crime against his honor just because like you're married. It's this like right. very fucked up law. And then she gets pregnant, um, but also, like, Matt Damon forces her to have sex because he's like, he will not be the last man to lay with you and I must do this. Oh and so, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so he doesn't, like, nobody knows that because the crime in question is, you know, Adam Driver doing it. And she gets pregnant and it's like, well, it's like, well, did you feel pleasure during it? course not it's like well then you couldn't have been pregnant by him so why would he there's no way he would have done it a woman always likes it and the only way a woman gets it gets (laughs) gets pregnant is if she experiences the little death which is the it was it's like the so like misogynistic fucked up tale but it's like it's still like weirdly relevant to today 
Right. Yeah. In like in like not believing anybody, and then they just you know have a duel to the death, and it's like if Matt Damon were to lose, she gets burned alive, and she was told that like at the trial, and she's like, "You never like." told me this was gonna happen he's like you got nothing to worry about it's gonna be fine it's not like, like you had a choice <laughs> he's like i he's like i'm doing this for you <laughs> it's like jesus christ man you don't even like give her a heads up he's like i'm gonna be dead anyway i don't care but they allow to have it's like they allow her to have the child and then they have a duel like the day after christmas mm. and it's uh it's so because it starts off with a duel then it just goes back to like <laughs> all the acts and it's so fucked it's so weird. Well, it's... history probably repeats if conservatives have their way over our country here, so. <laughs> no, yeah, like, that's the thing. It's it's one of those movies, which is, it's good, but it's also, like, a tough one to watch, <laughs> is the thing, so. Honestly, I don't, yeah. I don't, we're, we're on politics, so I don't exact, I don't really know much that's going on right now, other than there's, the, um, uh, there's a lot <laughs> Um, Other than the uh, Supreme Court, uh, not trial, com- confirmation, which, uh, you know, just seems silly because it's just going to be confirmed and uh, rightfully should be. Um, isn't there a new COVID variant or something? I don't know. I'm just so sick of everything. <laughs> Our friend Mike Kruk texted me this morning with a... A tweet from uh, NBC Chief White House Correspondent Peter Alexander uh, from a U.S. official tells him, We believe that Putin is being misinformed by his advisor about how badly the Russian military is performing and how the Russian economy is being crippled by the sanctions because his senior advisors are too afraid to tell him the truth. Oh, my God. Yeah. I... I, I, I believe I, I believe uh, I heard some Russian diplomats uh, got poisoned, or some like Russian oligarchs did, and they um, like they, yeah, they didn't so die, but also, they like lost their sight for like a day. Uh, Abrahimovich, who um, the uh, owner of the Chelsea uh, football club mm-hmm. in England, who's like sanctioned and he's i think putting the team up for sale but he uh went to a meeting i think in kiev and was poisoned yeah um, that might, also that might be what i um was uh referring to yes and also the chief of staff of the russian army has vanished from the public eye and um andre Kolvek, um, who's the author of a book that Kruk's been reading, um, who a lot of people say would be next likely leader of a post-Putin Russia, has been MIA for the past three weeks due to a heart condition. (laughs) (laughs) And he kind of, he, I guess he wrote like a, this thing about, you know, uh, Pretty much every like it's you know Crux way more informed right than we are, but he was he was kind of saying in this book it's like everything that's happening this guy predicted in like 2018 or 2019 when it came out. Um, so yeah, it seems it seems pretty 
pretty scary, especially when, like, nuclear war is being talked about, when it's like, oh, yeah, if we don't get our way, and I know you're always about that, you know, mutually insured mm-hmm. destruction. I, I think I sent you a podcast about that, um, about how close the world came in, like, what was it, 83, when, uh, or the, during the Cold War, where the, uh, the Russian uh, general or whatever naval officer staved off the pushing the key to to nuke America. Yeah, I, 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 I've, I've been talking about this. I've heard whatever. I don't remember you sending me a podcast, but I definitely heard about this a while I, I ago. Think I, I think, Where, like, the, I think the radar, the radar, like, malfunctioned, and, like, there looked like there were missiles coming towards Russia, and he just yeah. like, fuck it, I'm yeah, not, he was I'm not, the order, I'm then he's... not ending the world. <laughs> yeah, he was just like, let's just wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there, yeah, there were a couple of podcasts from, you know, the one that Kruk turned me on to, the rest of history, where they talk. You know, don't uh, don't give entire, up. Don't give up your nuclear weapons. Ukraine did. Like <laughs> they get, they do an entire four episode arc just about like the like Putin's rise to power and where he like killed a bunch know, of his own people, prob- most likely. I mean, I mean, how he's still like a KGB agent allegedly, um, <laughs> and <laughs> you know, there's also like an article came out today about how uh, only half of you know Russia the richest men in Russia like been sanctioned by uh the EU and the UK and America like the mm-hmm. f- only four of the top 5 are sanctioned so like the richest dude in Russia still can like just do whatever he wants like yeah I think he's worth like a few billion you know and I don't know it's a weird time to be alive so yeah I don't I I I don't really think anything truly changes in uh, the world to make, you know, billionaires not have all their superpowers. Um, unless, and this is dark-sided, and I am definitely not advocating for this, billionaires just get randomly killed by the people. Just <laughs> Well, there are definitely a lot of, uh, like, a lot of assassination attempts. Like, is, um, isn't that, like, French Re- Revolution shit? Like, just the... Uh, Merc, storming of the buffer. Merc the Merc the ruling class. I guess so. Yeah, I mean Those laws aren't going to change if they can keep um uh you know paying politicians and shit. But if you just start like just ran if they just start randomly dropping like flies, you know, then um sorry everyone, my dog is barking at something. Uh, she'll settle down. Don't worry. She's throwing a temper tantrum. There must be something walking outside. <laughs> in this uh, <laughs> book I'm reading, <laughs> The Conspiracy Against the Human Race, mm-hmm. I kind of, uh, the uh, author Thomas Ligotti, I believe studied or taught at Wayne State, um, a lot of this work is based off the entire philosophy that Matthew Kahane's character in True Detective Season 1 has, but he kind of argues something a little more less violent. I think that Russ Cole actually says in True Detective where it's like, we have to stop, like, I've been underlining stuff in that, but it just says, like, there's a line, he's like, we have to stop reproducing, let's walk hand in hand into our own extinction and, like, admit that as long as, it's all about how human consciousness has been, like, the downfall of humanity, basically, like, and, again, Matthew McConaughey says it, we've become too self-aware, 
Yeah. So because we're that, it's it's always just gonna continue to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're there. People no always find it. a way to Even... corrupt, corrupt the system for their own benefit. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, yeah. This book is just on you know pessimism, and for a pessimist, I'm pretty optimistic. But <laughs> I've been turning way less optimistic as of late. I just see. Welcome to the club, yeah. brother. <laughs> It's a good, it, yeah, it's, um, like, one of the episodes from True Detective is called Who Goes There? That's the one where they have that running shot of Russ getting out of that. Yeah, where he, doesn't he, it's like doesn't a, he do heroin in, in the... Yeah, he's, like, with the bikers, and there's, like, a ten-minute, like, running shot yeah, of him, like, leaving this house. One it's shot. It's called Who's Goes, yeah, and there's, like one of the chapters is called who goes there and it's just all about like you know the idea being and <laughs> is that show completely dead yeah um i don't know i mean they ended it pretty well with season three mm-hmm. i remember uh the writer nick um something with a p uh p- p- yeah it's something super italian uh Said he wouldn't mind looking at it like a uh, a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Dude, season one came out in twenty fourteen. Damn, that is like ah. It looks like it looks like at least on this, it's uh, it has been greenlit for four season, but there's no confirmed date. And fucking season three came out in twenty nineteen. Time is a flat circle. That still holds up, man. That season one still holds up, I'll tell you what. Time's a flat circle with the heart inside of it. That's, yeah, that's what Thomas Ligotti talks about, I'll tell you what, man. Yeah, um... That's a good show. Why, why aren't we making a show? Well, let's start writing a sitcom. It's... Yeah, I mean, I, I I read a book earlier this year about uh, Seinfeld, you know, one of my favorite shows, and just how, like, that kind of changed the scope of television mm-hmm. a lot, at least in America, and, like, that was the first sitcom where they had two writers, Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld, who were never in show business before other than doing stand-up comedy, and they're like, NBC's like, well, we're kind of don't know if we're gonna go bankrupt or not so you guys can do whatever the fuck you want and it worked out and they just made it the most watched show (laughs) of all time and then they become meta and just make fun of themselves within the show they're like yeah let's just write a show about nothing yeah what do you mean yeah we'll just this is a show us just hanging out in the coffee shop he's like that's not a show that can't be a show hey i I, I guess we uh, subconsciously copy that with under the peel right I mean, a little bit, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of a thing. Like, I think a lot of, a lot, I mean, you know my love for Seinfeld, and I, I don't know, I think, I don't know, I don't know, because I've been trying to work on, like, another, another novel? proper novel, and, and I'm just like, dude, I, I feel like I've been hitting a, a bit of a, a block, <laughs> man. I'm like, how do you even, I, I want to. I don't know. Let's write some comedy. Why not? Like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, that's the thing. I was like, I'm certain, am I funny? I'm certain. Can I do that? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I haven't written a, 
or I haven't attempted to write a script in a minute. So I'm like, how do you fucking format this shit? <laughs> this is us, folks, for you loyal <laughs> listeners. You heard it first. Well, I, I've already got an idea for one. Um, just go, I might have told you already, but called Thirty Flirty and Dying Inside. Yeah, I remember you telling me at that bar last time I was downstate. Yeah. Um, did I tell you about the one my buddy Luke and I had? Oh, I, you might have, but remind me. It's called It Doesn't Really Matter Right Now. <laughs> you know, that sounds like they kind of essentially have the same concepts. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like being in your, you know, late 20s, early 30s and not knowing what to do. Yeah. Just kind of doing nothing, just being alive. Yep. It, I kind of want like a, a show, a combination of... Seinfeld, where it's got that idea where you you don't have to do anything mm-hmm. to be funny. I I'd want like the absurdness of it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, the routine scene of Cheers, just always having one place is kind of nice. I guess with it's always sunny too with the bar, uh, but they've been yeah with with, with, with most sitcoms. Yeah, well, um, like, I mean. Every sitcom. I mean, with Seinfeld, it's like in the house or it's at the coffee shop. I guess. Right. Um, it's like New Girl. Or like they're all the same thing. Yeah. Or uh, or just because I started rewatching season two and like I said earlier to prepare for season three of Atlanta, just like the weirdness and obscurity and how Donald Glover is like, I want to make Twin Peaks for rappers, and the first season came out in 2016, season two <laughs> came out in 2018, season three and four are coming out this year. Season threes, you know, actively dropping. And they're all, like, funny and weird and different. And I think, yeah, I don't know. Give us money. I think we can create something brilliant. <laughs> it's like I was reading shit about, like, a, you know, some of my favorite authors and how, like, writing is definitely a rich person's, you know, career. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, like, Thomas Pynchon, my favorite writer of all time, was he got the MacArthur Foundation, I think, after his second book. And they just gave him like two hundred thousand dollars to do whatever the whatever the hell he want. Then, you know, Rogue Gravity's Rainbow became super famous, and now he just gets all that money and does whatever. <laughs> or like James Joyce back in the day when he was writing all this weird shit before he wrote Ulysses, he just had this rich woman in Paris sending him money because she just was obsessed with him and wanted him to write whatever. <laughs> and then he moved to Paris and took 17 years to write his second novel or third novel, Finnegan's Wake. Yeah. You just have, you just you just got to have a rich you just have to have a sugar mama. You got to be good and get lucky. Is what it's what it sounds like. <laughs> and I don't know too. I I don't know if it's like cuz I think, you know, I think I'm really good. I think we're both really good at stuff. I think we know a lot of talented people. Um, and we got all the stuff down here to make some shit, but, you know, other than, like, a set, you know? Yeah, no, too. I mean, I... Yeah, no, it's just... You have to get money, man. It's That's what sucks. Mm-hmm. You to, if you want to buy it, if you want to buy talent and you don't want to act it yourself, then yeah. It's but you know, weird, it's always man. sunny. Like I, they 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 acted it themselves, and they didn't they win an award like or like win a competition for FX. Yeah, no, I mean they started. I mean, oh god, like they started just. I think their budget for the first episode called "The Gang Gets Racist" <laughs> was like two hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like same with like Kirby Enthusiasm uh, with Larry David. Like they 
we're just filming on like handheld like digital cameras yeah. for the first few seasons uh workaholics uh started as a web series on youtube mm-hmm. before they got picked up by comedy central i mean if we if we go into our things like with what we're both we were both talking about like i don't know if there's a show that is essentially like a comedy based show where everyone is dying inside you know like uh and <laughs> Where everyone's just super depressed, like because like we're dealing, we're now we're going into a post-COVID world where everyone is still dealing with the trauma that we all just experienced with the. With the with, would you want to talk about COVID in it? Um, I would want to talk about it, but I would want to like you know, still have like annoying <laughs> references to like masks and shit and, uh, mm. you know, yeah, but like cause that's just a, just I, have them on without it really even mentioning COVID, just like up. Oh, like, I like, I, like, like, because, you know, I just came back from Denver and, you know, after a weekend of being crazy and not sleeping and drinking a lot, like wearing a mask on a plane is very hard because you can't feel like you can't breathe. <laughs> and, you know, like, you know, there's people on mass that like or people on planes like that will say like, hey, oh, I can't like I've been on planes with people like they're like, you have to put a mask on. sir. they're like, OK, they're like, well, why can't you like, well, I can't breathe. Well, just please put it on. But, you know, me being, like, someone who believes in that, like, to wear a mask on plane, but, like, oh, I feel like I actually can't breathe. I'm going to have a panic attack. I don't want to be like the other people, you know. Um, uh. Wolf. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like, one of my ideas for a proper next novel is, like, a modernity piece. And that's been super hard to start because it's, like, I don't really know if I ever want to mention this stuff again. Wait, moder- you, know, you say modernity? Gonna- what does that mean? Like like a modern piece like that oh, okay. takes place like today, mm. um, and that's more just focused on like, you know, people and their it like when I want to talk about it because my other piece would be like a, a a western that takes place post Civil War up until like just before World War One, mm. so that's a bit more ambitious, and I got a lot of history books to read. Yeah. Um, but the modern piece, it's it's super frustrating because, like, what we were just saying, like, talking about COVID, I feel, like, super annoying, and I would like to focus on something else. Well, if we're, so we're, we're going to be talking about, like, the future, like, a lot of things aren't, I don't I don't, I don't think are going to be, like, um, uh, well, the also, same this anymore. is a piece. You know, like, teaching, also, teaching is, there's probably still going to be times where you're teaching over Zoom and stuff, and, like, there's going to be less people is, going into work still. But this is a piece that's just not, I feel like, just taking place in a... Maybe in a reality that this never happened because it's like it's a story of this is on my notes. The first line, this is a story of boredom, sadness, loneliness, paranoia, entropy, ambition, doubt, fear, loathing, suicide and routine. Yeah. (laughs) So I guess I could put post COVID world in it, but it's also you don't really have to to reference COVID at all. Like. I know. I mean, that's the thing. I guess. But the world, ha- the world has on... changed, and we should probably acknowledge it. Like, uh, in how it's I don't like... know. That's the thing. I'm like, I guess I'm not ready, and I feel like I don't need to. Mm. But like, in 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 terms of COVID and all that, because it's like I'm not even. I don't know. But like, even, like, I feel like, like the even more like, I think about it, even me and you right now, like, um, on the Zoom, you know, we're it's not because of COVID that we're on the Zoom. It's because we live. Uh, you know, four hours away from each other by car. But yeah. if COVID didn't happen, I don't think we would have ever been on the Zoom because everyone wasn't always on Zoom and knew how to work this stuff that much. Would have been on Skype. Right. <laughs> or FaceTime. 
Yeah. It, I wouldn't have been driving <laughs> down every time I tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, no, I mean, it definitely, it changed a lot of stuff, but I'm not saying it, it like, like there's going to be, there's going to be more working writing. from home aspects. Like if you read, if you read a show where people have jobs, a lot of it's going to be working from home. Like, I don't think that's. Yeah. But also a lot of the mandates throughout the entire country have been dropped. Right. And yet my brother still has and a people, job that is exclusively work from home, which is a hundred percent because of COVID. Like, yeah. Like, and it's going to be forever. He's working from home because they realize they don't need it. Why, why would we pay for an office space when you can do everything over yeah. a computer? That's true. You know, it's, it doesn't have to, like, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, it doesn't have to be COVID related, but it has to be COVID caused. Like, the, the new world. I think a lot of, I think a lot of, like, at least the chief characters are still, like, just people who, right now that I'm fleshing out, are just people who are going to be in person. Mm hmm. Like, two of them are bartenders. One of them works in the ICU because I'm basing them just off, like, friends up here, mm. you know? Yeah. Put the, one of them... Throw in a person that's a vending machine operator. There's no shows about that. Yeah, like, or... And, yeah, I, can, like, and I know everything about that. It's a very funny job. One of them works at the museum because that's how they end, just end up... Because it's mm. just going to be an art heist, you know? It's an... One of them's a werewolf. <laughs> and then Batman, of course. <laughs> no, yeah, it gets weird. It's gonna be a very weird book. All my books, I think. If you if you read my first one, um, they're all gonna be weird. Um, like I don't know. It's just fun making shit up. And then we also <laughs> like you know I've been playing a lot of virtual reality, and like that's all coming too. And like and you know the, like Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse stuff. Like there's oh, there yeah. is so I much stuff we can that. do that's gonna make us all less personal and more dying inside or nothing whatever what was the name title of yours again it doesn't really matter right now but the book i mean that's like the series my buddy and i were thinking about but like my book my books that i'm working on or mm. we can still be astronauts that's the modern piece and uh tell them something pretty that's the western working titles of course yeah we can still be astronauts um, is a cool actually they're both really cool titles Thank you. Uh, so far, I have 150 characters for We Can Still Be Astronauts that I'm fleshing out. Um, and it's kind of like the main characters are like... Like, like kind of like the, 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 the piece I was just telling you about uh, doesn't really matter right now. Where it's like these burnout, kind of 30-year-olds. They're like not super happy with life. And they got nothing to do. Also, the main character it's going to be first person in modern time. Uh, just living the same week the same seven days mm -hmm. all the time he's like i'll still go to sleep but i'll wake up and do the same day every day in a row but by day seven i go back to day one so so one or, of those or like, unless i kill myself or die like a time loop thing but he's, or, or just yes, or just a routine it's, it's thing. gonna be a, a, a time loop thing okay. but also routine and then in this it's he always him and his friends like four of his friends always end up robbing the dia because there's going to be, like, a special premiere of, like, a lot of Dutch artists that I'm going to think of. Uh, like, Vermeer and Van Gogh. And, like, they just had that big Van Gogh exhibit there. Um, but my idea for the end is... <laughs> I got it from this Vonnegut documentary I watched on Hulu, which is great. Where he was writing a bunch of his drafts for, for I think, Slaughterhouse-Five. Or maybe uh, God Bless Me, Mr. Rosewater. But I want to introduce myself, like, the author. Yeah. <laughs> 
as him and be like, hey, man, I just want to free you right now because I'm getting tired of writing this and this is the end. He's like, this hasn't happened before. I was like, I know. I don't know many, I, how many drafts you've done, how many times we've worked on this, but this is the end. <laughs> like, it's your last sleep. <laughs> so, spoiler alert, guys. That's how, that's how uh, you can still be. That's how one of Brian's future books is going to end <laughs> yeah there's also gonna be a character that his job is to curate porn playlists for people on porn <laughs> that could be a future job i mean you know we got we could also put this all this is... like fucking only fan shit that's popping up you know like that could be yeah we got there we got so many... if we if we write us like you know i'm always thinking of like making a sitcom like have it like be kind of like a new girl but have the melancholia of uh master of none which I don't know if I forget if you've seen that or not. I've not. But yeah, like, but you know, sp- I'd rather go with a, a like a very like bored to death type vibe. Yeah, that's um, uh, Master Numbs kind of like that, but a little like more more real and less funny. But speaking of the end, we are here, Brian. <laughs> um, uh, so thank you for splitting six with me again. Um, uh. Anything you want to promote? Where can we find you? Follow you? Blah, blah, blah. You know how it goes. Uh, yeah. Just buy my book. It was called The Home. On, uh, I don't know. Anywhere books are sold. Whatever. Follow me if you want. I don't really do shit. But it's BM Nison. And just buy my fucking book. All right? Buy his fucking and buy book. buy the next one. Buy the next one. Buy the next one. And watch the show we're going to write. Buy the first um, one again. Who cares? Buy them all. And yeah, goddamn, <laughs> bruh. Like, read more books. Howard? Uh, you can find me at Nick Wigella on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me on Facebook at Nick Wigella if you want. Make sure you rate this podcast five stars and leave me a review. Thank you for spending six with us. This has been episode 197. Episode 200 is coming up. We're going to be live in Traverse City, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Um, uh, and remember, it's more important to listen to somebody else than it is for them to listen to you. We'll talk to you guys next week.